I wish we had a game to play just for Christmas. I know. All the other games don't get me in the holiday spirit. Ho, 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 It's me, Santa Claus! Santa. Santa? That's right. I heard you had a Christmas wish for a Christmas game. Santa, are you okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that Christmas spirit pouring out of every open wound in my face. No, Your eyes you're, are bleeding, uh, Santa. Hush, hush, hush. Oh, 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 so here I've got a Christmas game. You like dreams, don't you? Yeah. You like dreams? You like nightmares? No. Yes, no. you do. You like Christmas nightmares. So why don't you enjoy Christmas nights? <laughs> we have a Christmas time adventure through the dreamy. Ah, okay, I'm, this is my first time doing this part, so I'm really excited. You've done this part before. I have? Yeah. Why don't I remember it? We're, we play through Christmas. Ad- Nick, can you help me out? We soar through Christmas platforming adventure, Christmas Nights in a Dreams, this week on How Did This Get Played? You didn't even, I mean, that was the first take. That was incredible. Get played the show where we talk about the worst and weirdest video games of all time. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, here beside Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hi, I'm Matt. And, and, and on my other side is the other main co host, <laughs> Nick Weiger. I and, thought we were going to reorder the intros or something. <laughs> or I was just going to be cut out entirely. Not, not talk for the entire we, 70 minute podcast. We always go in the same direction. I couldn't, I, I felt like, Already, it's jarring to hear my voice first. It's that's, great. No, that's a nightmare for the listener. No, They're people like, are going to love it. Happening. This register is too high and brassy. Uh, <laughs> but then also, I, I didn't want, it's too much for them to ingest all at once. So I went straight to Matt. And then they hear me, and then they think, something's wrong. <laughs> Uh, I've been uh, given the reins today because I know this game and our guest. But before we get to anything, we always start the show with a 70 seconds in gaming heaven. We talk about a game that has been giving us... What, how did you say it once? You said making us climax in pleasure. <laughs> I don't think you said, said that specifically. Yeah. The, the game we've been fucking recently. <laughs> uh, so uh, so 70 seconds in heaven. Nick, uh, why don't you talk, tell us what game you like? Uh, my life has been a nightmare recently. I've, the only gaming time I've had has been playing the uh, awful games for this show. Although this week's game is actually a delight, so I, I, I'm not going to dump on it. I'm going to say that that I, I'm going to talk very briefly. I've been playing fantasy basketball for the first time in in like about ten years. I'm a huge NBA fan, and it never really clicked for me. But I'm having a lot of fun this season doing a head to head league. Uh, got Anthony Davis, my one, my one of who's on my favorite team on my fantasy team. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, Heather, you've been playing Stranding still? Yes. So I, I finished Stranding, and now I'm in the post game, and I have been 
I'm I'm going to try and platinum it by next week. That's my big my big fucking goal. Wow. For the end of the year, I've uh, don't platinum games very often, but I'm really really enjoying this. Um, also, I found out that my management company represents Norman Reedus. Whoa. Uh, and so I they told me, because I had been pretty eff- effusive online about how much I've liked Death Stranding. And they're like, so, you know, we, we rap Norman. And I was like, oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> I guess tell him thank you <laughs> for saving the world. I don't know. I don't, this my, I, have no, I don't know what to say. I'd love to have a meeting with uh, Norman Reedus at a urinal. Just so we could, I could pee with him. <laughs> See what that's like. So that's our 70 seconds. We did it. Okay. So the next thing that happens is I introduce the guest. Uh, this is going great. You're doing I'm, great. I'm doing all right. Sweating through like two layers of fabric. Uh, our guest our guest today is Ashley S. Keda. You did it. Uh, you did it. I did it? 100%. Okay. You, that's a platinum. I'm going to get a platinum trophy for that. <laughs> okay. A little bit of history is, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, is that we both worked for the same magazine different times. We did. Yes. Play Magazine, which is how I came into your, you you had an orbit. Our orbit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you've been a um, gamer and a tech person for as long as I've been on the internet. That's like, true. Yeah. So I've, I got my first NES when I was three. Whoa. My mom got me an NES. Well, she got it for herself. Let's all be honest. But like, <laughs> she, fucking three-year-old, like, playing NES games. Uh, yeah, she got me a Nintendo when I was three years old. And I remember even, like, maybe a little bit before my, like, I, this is, like, my earliest memories playing is watching somebody play Smurfs on a ColecoVision. Like, what, one of my earliest wow. memories. What is the Smurfs ColecoVision game? And I think there was, I, like, I, and I also remember maybe a Cabbage Patch Kids game wow like i like those are the two things that i like remember that was that was my first introduction to video games my aunt's uh really weird uh fiance at the time like had brought it over and it was like a a thing that we were all kind of gathered around the tv like checking things out man and uh yeah that's that's it right there the coleco vision the smurf game so it but it's so weird that i like vividly remember this and then uh and then yeah my mom got me an nes and um i so it's funny, you guys, uh, the game that we're playing, the game that we played, literally the only console I have not owned. Like every uh, other Sega console. Saturn. Yeah, I never owned the Sega Saturn. Wow. Every other console I have had. So I like when you said, oh, we're going to play Christmas Nights. I'm like, because I was like, oh, how did this get played? I'm going to get to play some retro game that I have, I'm sure I've played before. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Sega Saturn. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> Never mind. No, one of the things we make sure of on the show is that the the guest has to suffer through it in real time. <laughs> and yeah. suffer I did. <laughs> um, I, I too did not have a Sega Saturn. That was what the what the gap in, I mean, like we were a Nintendo family growing I, up. Yeah. And I, I got I a, a PlayStation for myself. Oh, you had a Game, Game Gear. Gear. Okay. And I had a Genesis. Wow. But I never got a Saturn or yeah. a Sega CD. I think this, I didn't have the add-on for the... I didn't have a Sega CD either. I had a, a made. Oh, go ahead. No. I was just going to say, like, the my memory of Sega CD is playing one of the Mortal Kombat, maybe Mortal Kombat 2 at my friend's house. My friend had a Saturn. My friend was like, his mom got a Saturn and, like, he was, like, not happy about it. Uh, and so, because it was the weird is console Is that like the have. RC Cola, it like, was, consoles yeah. at the time where it was like, oh, or the Pepsi? It was like, oh, it's fine. Because there were three yes. that were out and it was the third choice. I mean, yeah, and yeah. but there were some awesome games on the Saturn 
but it just like for a kid, it was the, it didn't have the same library as yeah. like PlayStation or the Nintendo Street Cred. Let's all be honest. Cred. Yeah, yeah. So, but I remember playing Mortal Kombat two on the Sega Saturn, and just that there were loading times for like like if you were playing like a tag t- a tag match, and there were multiple characters, and then it would load for the second character oh, to God. enter. The, I was just like, this fucking That's blows. Horrible. And I and I checked out of the system at that point and missed out on like all this amazing library of games that I never knew about until later in life. I, uh, I, I'm pretty, so I could be mistaken. My memory of the Saturn is that at E3 in 1996 or five, whenever it was, uh, that they, maybe it was 97. It feels like it might've been 97. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's 95. The, the earliest, uh, some of the earliest So ni- 1995 E3, E3 mm-hmm. they announced the system on stage and then they announced that it's on sale that day. I the, a banana strategy, How? and and it was extremely expensive. It came out before the PlayStation. Yeah, I remember the it being launch. really expensive. Yeah, it was it was like four hundred ninety nine bucks or something. They were in a panic because they were like, our system is not, it doesn't have the same three D capabilities as the PlayStation. So we've got to get it to to have some market penetration first. And so they just dropped it like the same like the same weekend. It, it's a it, it, in a way it was you know the first because like Apple started doing that and it became like a thing of just like and it's on sale now today right? yeah, yeah. Uh, but then but at the time it was just like you didn't have the internet to disperse this information someone was going to find out about this new system from GamePro magazine two months from now because right. the lead time of publishing so a surprise launch wasn't going to necessarily do anything from you marketing wise I have a, a bit of a a, a, a little. Well, uh, anecdote, a somber anecdote, which is that um, I had some kind of major surgery in 1995. I'm always having surgery. It's great. Uh, and I was before I went under, which was a big like a, a week in the hospital. So uh, my parents were like, what do you want when you when you come out? And I was like, I would really like Sega Saturn. <laughs> and they were like, OK, baby, we'll get you a Sega Saturn. <laughs> and so when I finally got home from the hospital, it was waiting. My dad had set it up in my room and I like came over and started playing the Sega Saturn and played Panzer Dragoon, which was my first game on the system. Wow. And awesome game. That system is I still have the one that I played Christmas nights on is that system, which wow. also I have not turned on in. I mean, 10, 15, time, yeah. 20 years or so. So when I, when I turned it on, <laughs> my Christmas nights, I started sobbing. Oh, my <laughs> God. <Heather>, no. <laughs> no. That's, like a fucking lifetime movie. <laughs> I love it. That's great. That That's rules. so beautiful. Yeah. That's because wild. I just also had another surgery. Yeah. And so I was oh, like in this so fucking sweet. leg brace and I'm like turning on the thing and I'm like. <laughs> 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 That's a commercial for God. Sega Saturn yeah. right there. Holy shit. That's so much better than my story about coming home from summer camp and my dad got me a Super Nintendo. It's like, okay, that doesn't compare at all. Yeah, it's not even a good story I was at a music camp and it's like, you got something recovering from surgery. Throw that, throw that anecdote right in the trash. Yeah, it's it's, no, it's worthless. Uh, Anyway, uh, so you didn't have a Saturn, but you've had everything else. Yeah. You have a virtual boy? I did. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. I did. You know, uh, our, we have a mutual uh, ex-colleague. He still has his and it works. Whoa. I still have mine and it works. Yeah. But I don't, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> it fucking sucks. 
Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, Play so, Wario's Woods or whatever yeah, the fuck is on that. Or the games. Tennis game. yeah. The tennis game was good. I like the tennis game. I don't know. What is, so if Saturn means so much to me, what is like the system that it, you would, if you had to take the system to an island, what would be your system? Oh, that is really hard. Um, okay. Because, no. well, it's like, uh, so we have newer consoles that have all these really great games that I have these good memories with that also have remasters on them. Mm, right. Yes. Right. So it feels like maybe that's what I would want. So, right. I, like, for me, if I had to take any console, I... Ooh, it it might uh, it would be like a tie between well do, do I have internet connectivity? It's a great question. <laughs> am you, I able to play like am I able to subscribe to PlayStation Now or like Switch Online? I I, I would say no to a subscription. Okay, but backwards cap- capability you could bring the library of whatever it was backwards. It's yeah. whatever it it is actually backwards compatible. With. Yeah. Um, okay. you know. Uh, that's a, uh, I would have to say probably then PlayStation 3, 4, PlayStation 4, because I, like much as I love all my old consoles, like I said, I can play the games that meant the most to me because so Final Fantasy 7 is like my fucking jam and a half. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so hyped for that remake. Like I started, I, you want to talk about sobbing? I started crying at E3 uh, this last year when we, you, they sit you down and you're like in the Shinra, like yeah. tra- train, Midgard train station. And they're like giving you all the rules. And then the, the music comes up and the logo comes up. That was too much for me. I was like, <laughs> that was that was a lot. That was a lot. Because when I I played that game, I was that was such a malleable like little sad teenager, and all my real only friends were like my game consoles, and so I, I played that game, and I got to the you know the seminal moment, and 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 it's like. I literally was crying so hard. My mom thought like a friend of mine had died. And I was like, Wah! like, I mean, I was, I was a mess for like days. Okay. And I was, I, anybody in high school I could talk to about it, which they all thought I was a fucking yeah. lunatic because yeah. I'm like, you, you don't understand. It's Aaron. I guess it was really bad. So um, that moment. I, and I just like, I didn't have an emotional reaction to it. Of course not. <laughs> but I did like, I was just like, that was awesome. Just like as a storytelling thing. It was a, thing. Such a it was shock. Like, That's so cool. Like they don't do that in video games. And I had got, I had literally spent, I mean, I spent well over a hundred hours in that game. And wow. I was a person who like at the time, because the internet was super fresh. I was like, oh man, I'm going to like go find Onyx weapon, which didn't right. exist. But there was like a rumor that there was like a third weapon and you could go fight Emerald and Ruby and then go find Onyx. So there was that whole thing. And I was real into the breeding the chocobos. You got yourself a golden chocobo. Oh yeah. You got to get that golden chocobo. You got to go get your Knights of the Round. Uh, I'm a Materia girl yes. all day, every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> we are living in a Materia world. so It's true. And I am a Materia girl. So. <laughs> So I, that is, um, that's basically going to be on my tombstone. Right. So, uh, but yeah, that's I, Final Fantasy VII and, uh, and Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Also, oh, like, wow. very formative, like, time in my life. Like, that block of kind of, like, six or seven years. Did you like the Paper Marios? Uh, yes. Uh, mm. but I... I, re- I really loved, uh, I think there is no bad first party Mario game. Like I, I would Ooh, argue. I love this. I love this hot I, take. I would argue that there are only less brilliant Mario games. Wow. Like I, I think, I, I think all of them are absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. I, I, I love Mario so much. It's my, probably my all time favorite franchise. Wow. 
Wow. Uh, yeah, I I like the. I mean, Super Mario RPGs is great. It would be great if there was like. I mean, obviously another another one of those is never going to be made. I know. I, di- I did like the Paper Mario franchise. They're so cute. Yeah, and and but like now the, you have Yoshi. You have Yoshi's Crafted World. Yeah, Every there you go. It's in the same sort of family. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I just I I kind of feel like they just didn't quite. Like I feel like the the first Paper Mario was my favorite. The the GameCube one was pretty good, um, but I, I just that that's a series that I feel like kind of got a they 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 kind of lost the plot a little bit as it was going. Um, I I don't know. I mean, like maybe it, it, it'd be it, interesting to see like how they, if they switched game directors at any point, right? Or, like what happened, like sort of in that, yeah. It'd yeah, be interesting right. to see like how what the development of those games were and sort of who changed where. Um, have, I'm, yeah, go on. I'm, I'm trying to think of a bad Mario. Like, since there you is said that, one. I'm like, well, it's a bit. A first be. party Mario game. I'm not talking like some of the offshoot ones. Right. Like, bad Mario game. A first party flagship Mario game. There isn't a bad one. It's it, got to be a bad one. It just, they don't exist. Got to be a bad one. There has to be. Mm. But I can't think of any. Um, Searching for first party Mario game brings up Mario Party. That's no help. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> and uh, also, all those are brilliant, too. <laughs> yeah, damn it. <laughs> Uh, so can we talk about, cause I don't, I don't know any of your play magazine stories. Can we talk about play magazine at all? Oh, oh, I think we should. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, so, so you were in college when you started working at play magazine, right? Yeah. So Dave Halverson emailed me, uh, after, so I, <laughs> he was so the weird. editor, the editor, the editor of play magazine and before that game fan. Yeah. And before that game fan, he reached out to me after he had seen, uh, they had interviewed me because I was, I was, a I was a professional esports player. I used to play unreal tournament 2003 Whoa. professionally for global gaming league. Wow. I did that for like a year and it was really cool. And I got to, uh, I got to play unreal tournament in front of a bunch of people waiting for Jane's addiction to play in Cleveland. I have very weird, guys. <laughs> <laughs> weird time. <laughs> this is a, it's really. I mean, what a what a crazy time of my life. And uh, yeah, so Play Magazine interviewed me, and Dave liked my answers so much, which were typed back to him via email. Like they weren't, they didn't call me or anything. And he was like, "How'd you like to write for the magazine?" And at the time, I was like. Well, I can't really pay for the rest of my college. And like, I guess I'm just not going to go to school anymore. So I started writing for play. Like wow. that was, that was how I ended up getting that job. And, and did you, and then at some point you were like, fuck this. And you went back to college, right? Yeah. Well, so, uh, the senior editor ended up leaving and I tried to take that job and it was, uh, it was given to me on a trial basis, which means I did all the work without any of the money. Uh huh. And, um, there was one point where I was sleeping under a desk and, and having to proofread the entire magazine. It was like, and it was the biggest issue they had done. It was the Dragon Quest 11 or Dragon Quest eight. I think it was, it was, it was a really big issue. It was like over 200 pages and um, yeah, I slept under a desk and then wow. I was just like, I, I literally cannot do this job anymore. Like I, it was a lot. So mm. especially for young dumb me, like it was just not, yeah. it was, I, it wasn't, I couldn't do it. So then I went back to school and got a degree in TV production and thought I was going to be a, like a TV writer and then ended up getting into hosting. I don't know. Wow. Wow. Is there a job in the game industry that's good? 
Like every <laughs> every job in the game, game industry. journalism is definitely not. It's yes, so yeah. hard, and it, like, and I, it's even worse now. I have so right. many friends who are in game journalism. I mean, C, uh, CNET's owned by CBS Interactive, which also owns Giant Bomb, GameSpot. So I see the amount of abuse, like they, that my my friends take every day on the internet, and I'm yeah. just like, somebody's like, "Do you want to review games for CNET?" And I'm like, "No, no, I do not." Right. Yeah, that there is there is no swath of criticism that draws more criticism than than you know game than you know being a game critic. Yeah. It is like it's so, because yeah, you're putting your, a target on your back, but it's also like developers suffer the same thing on social mm-hmm. media. If they have a game that that underperforms or underdelivers, you know, people are gonna go after them. But it's not just that. It's not just like like oh, I have to, to take abuse from trolls. It's just that also the working conditions of mm-hmm. pretty much Crunch. every game job yeah. I've ever heard it's are tough. just so, and the game jobs I've worked are just always so unpleasant. It looks yeah. like that's kind of changing though, right? Like we were sort of One a little so. bit here and there. Like we hear about different studios kind of taking measures to like have less crunch like right. maybe delay a game now they're like less afraid to delay a game now which is nice um but yeah it's i i can't it's my brother works for blizzard and so um you know like i don't I've never heard him complain about like crunch. Like I know there right. have been times where he's worked long hours, but I like that seems like a you know seems like a place that you know isn't working him into the ground, which is you know good. I mean I'm very protective of him, and I'm glad that he's not you know hating his job. Right. But um but yeah like I um and and now God my husband works at Blizzard too. He just got a job there. So Whoa. um yeah he's working for esports stuff, which is pretty cool. I would love it if that the the like a uh facility at blizzard was just like they just manage things like you would uh, playing warcraft so that people are just like huddling around to build a speed build a building and then <laughs> waiting out a timer to upgrade it yeah just the way the same way you play like a mobile game yeah it's like a little timer you gotta spend some gems if you want to fast forward it yeah my husband's like it's so weird because i he he went from this sort of like uh, rock and roll touring to uh-huh. working at blizzard and so he um went to the office and he's like yeah it's really weird i'm sitting next to all the observers for overwatch league and all they they play overwatch that's their job they have to know every single place on the map and everything's like basically it's just a bunch of people screaming and playing Overwatch at each other all day long. It's like it's just surreal to like sit there and be like okay well I'm gonna get my work done and I just hear somebody be like yeah. fucking left! Like, <laughs> what a like, dream factor. you just hear him like screaming like monkey yeah. monkey monkey monkey! <laughs> so yeah. Did you call it a dream factory? Yeah I called it a dream Truly factory. Truly a factory of dreams. Speaking of dreams... Oh, oh boy. That Look was nice. That. That Look was, at you, host. Look at that. I did it. I did the thing. Look at you, bus driver. Uh, get it. I can't unlock my iPad. <laughs> Speaking of dreams, our game today is Christmas Nights, which is a uh, spinoff and demo disc addition to the 1996 action game Nights into Dreams, which is developed by Sonic Team, the people who made Sonic the Hedgehog, and published by Sega for the Sega Saturn. Uh, in the game, you play as one of two characters, and I say that loosely in that, you know, the <laughs> Wikipedia says you play as one of these two characters, Elliot or Claris. But you don't. You play as Knights. Yes. Who is a uh, a Knight Marin created a by... A Harlequin Demon. <laughs> a Harlequin Demon created by the 
final boss, wise man. Uh, <laughs> I want to read this quote from the designers on Knight's design and why they chose it. Um, Knight's is, quote, not a hero from the good dreams, but a hero from the nightmares. In other words, there's just a little bit of scary element to them. He's cute, but frightening. He has a dual male-female character image. With that image in mind, we bring in the circus-like element because the nightmare world is similar to a circus. They're <laughs> uh, not wrong. Yeah. They're not, yeah. You, uh, the game is a two-dimensional game on a three-dimensional stage. Uh, you open each level by playing as one of the kids uh, who's trying to get away from creatures who are stealing your spheres of dreams. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you transform into knights and you race Across a 2D, it's like a speed running game. Yeah, because the the kids, they're they're you know they're just kids. They can just sort of walk around, but then they're they're functionally narratively they're like they're entering their dreams, right? That's yeah. what's happening with each yeah, of these they've stages. Had, so from from the from the uh, guidebook, they've they both had shitty days. Like if you watch the CG, mm-hmm. like yeah, one of them plays bad a, days. a basketball game oh, and he terrible. fails, and then the other one is like playing a recital and she panics. And so, like in the but those seem like the night. I thought they were having nightmares no. of those bad things happening. That's, for, look, man, this game the, was very confused. That's the real world. <laughs> okay, the nightmare you, of their lives. The life, the yeah, real, their real lives. Okay. Yeah, you immediately were like, I have so many things to say about. Oh, nights. I do. <laughs> I wrote. I took notes. I have a notebook I of love words. It. As like, a, as a human yeah. who played nights when it came out, yes, I have I, like this has always had the context of youth to me. So I'm just like, oh yeah, you turn into a. I mean, all all games are fucking batshit. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, yeah, you turn into this thing and then you fly around. Uh, I remember this game because I didn't, again, didn't have a Saturn. Uh, wasn't a weird kid. Uh, but the... <laughs> <laughs> but I remember when, reading about this game when it came out and that it, it had a rapturous reception. Like, I remember reading, like, an EGM review that was, like, everyone, it was, like, straight nines. That was the, the magazine I had a subscription to. This is shocking and, to me. And, and, like, it was, people, like, loved it at the time, right? Because it was, it wasn't, it, it, it didn't compare favorably with Mario 64, which was kind of contemporary, which he was free roaming, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it did have, uh, it, it was, like, so just so visually dazzling and, like, kind of, the gameplay kind of was, like, trance well, yeah, it's also, I would argue that maybe there aren't a lot of Knights-like games still. Like, it's not it's, like... Yes, for I, sure. I compared it to Pilot Wings. Yeah, a mm. little bit. Like, it reminded me a little bit of Pilot Wings, but... But there's, there's no three-dimensional no, movement like there like is Like, if Pilot, Pilot Wings. Wings met Sonic the Hedgehog is, right. like, basically what that game is. Yes. Yeah. And... I gotta tell you guys, I almost did not get to play the Christmas part. If we had done, if we record this one day, 24 hours sooner, I would not have made it because it took me days to unlock the fucking Christmas right. nights. Days! I, okay, first of all, I consider myself, we've discussed this, I've, I'm a lifelong video gamer. Yeah. I am good at video games. Yes. I like them very much. Yeah. And I'm like, I got this. Fortunately, is on PlayStation now. It's very easy mm-hmm. to access. Like, I could stream it. I was like, great. I don't have to, like, get an old console or use a controller I'm not familiar with. Like, great, cool. So I started streaming it, and I'm like, I'm just going to, like, feel it out and go for it. Like, it's, I'm sure it's really simple. It's, I'm sure it's fine. And I start playing it, and I am just, uh, I'm 
running out of time. I'm falling to the ground. Right. There's a fucking alarm clock chasing after <laughs> me with a UFO beam trying to snatch me. Very like, disorienting the first time you encounter it. Ex- every, the whole game yeah. was very disorienting the first time I encountered it. It was very confusing. And I was just like, I don't understand what's happening at all. Yeah. Like, there is no, there's there's absolutely no direction. Yes. They give you nothing. If you, if you have It's like you're a child flying through the night in a clown suit. Like, that's... And there's like Metroids in the sky that you have to deliver some orbs to. Like I, I was literally yelling at my TV, and my husband's like, "You are gonna wake our child up. Please stop." I'm like, "I have to get to the Christmas stuff." Like I couldn't. I was like, "I don't even know how." And finally, I'm like, "Okay, how do I? Where is the Christmas stuff?" Because there's like two options in the menu that are question marks. Now. (laughs) <laughs> the option underneath that was what I thought that's <laughs> sorry, I'm like laughing at how stupid I am. I thought it said presents. Mm. And I was like, oh, like Christmas. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, no dumb dumb. Presents. <laughs> Presents. Oh my God. I'm so stupid. So yeah, I'm like, I don't understand how to unlock this. And then I go, because I'm getting D's. Like yes. the entire, just D. You get, you get D, scored D. mid-stage. Yeah. Uh, basically every time you hit the equivalent of a checkpoint. Yeah. Yeah, like every time you turn in, you kill enough, or you turn in enough orbs to the aliens and then it explodes, you like get to your little pagoda and it's like, hey, here's your score for what you just did. And every time it was like being in seventh grade again. <laughs> it was just D after D after D. And I was just like... I'm never, I'm never going to make this. So then I look it up. I'm like, it's got to be, I just have to beat the game. That's all I care about. And then I look it up and I, I literally had to go to game facts or like Reddit or something. Like I was just like, help me internet. You're my only hope. And it was like, oh no, you got to get a C or better on every level with both main characters. And I'm like, I, I might have to just cancel. (laughs) I don't think I'm going to make it. Um, it, It's uh, I, I really appreciate you being so conscientious because we have had a lot of guests just like, yeah, I gave up. <laughs> I heard the Goose Game episode. Yeah, I was feeling, really feeling for Hodgman there. It was really sad. I was really sad he missed out on the little miniature town. I know. So cute. I don't know if there's a good time to tell you this, but I put in an unlock everything cheat code from the from the title screen. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> oh, my God. I will say that the... Oh, God. <laughs> you guys, I, she's red. She's so angry. She's I literally, so... since Saturday night, put my child to bed and spent hours oh my every night, four hours every night trying to unlock this fucking game. If, if it's any consolation, the code did take me a couple of tries to get right. <laughs> oh, my oh, oh, oh my I, god oh wow, my god that's that really fucking just, crazy yep um Fuck. I, I was excited to actually because i'd never played this game before so i was like i was like kind of excited to go through the process and kind of get I to like too. but like but it was yeah it, it is crazy the herculean amount of effort you have to unlock something that was at time of release a free demo that came with a magazine p.s like, it took 15 minutes for me to beat it. Right. Like once yeah. I unlocked it, 
It took 15 minutes. It's and a, I was like, a pro. that's it? It's you're a, a pro. It's yeah, a reskin version of the first level. That's yeah, the issue. Yeah. So you've already played the first level by then. But it is cool. Like, Here, Christmas nights is cool. And I had thing. put in 150 hours at that point. <laughs> so I was an expert at that first level. I, uh, I had... So I'm I'm the only one who played it on a Saturn, I think. Yes, I played the PC port, which I found out as I was reading through it does not have analog control. It's got a bug in it, yeah. oh, so it's like a little it's a little wonky to play. Uh, so I had my when when uh, the Saturn was out, I subscribed to Next Generation magazine, and Christmas Nights was a pack in, and I for years after Christmas Nights came out had the Christmas tradition of pulling out my Saturn and playing Christmas Nights. Oh, uh, so I still had my copy, so I didn't have to unlock anything or uh, or, any, or anything. You, you actually played Christmas Nights, the disc. The disc. Yeah, I played the disc. That's I should just come. I just taken you up on your offer and gone to your place and played it there. <laughs> it would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> I would really like that. <laughs> nice. Um, one thing I will say, because this was, this was a, this is a, a bit of uh, some details uh, on this game and you, you, I'm sure you know this, Heather, but Different. It, 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 there are certain alterations depending on when the game is played on, uh, on the console's clock. So if it's Christmas, Santa Claus appears. Yeah. If you play it on New Year's Day, a message saying Happy New Year appears. Yeah. Valentine's Day, some hearts will appear. And if it's April Fool's Day, uh, the player you play as a different character. You play as the other one of the bosses. The right? second, yeah, this uh, Riala, I believe. Yeah. Is. Mm. Um, also he, another jester like type. Yeah. Character. A, yes. night, a nightmare person. Literally, uh, the so you guys didn't so in all of the editions that came post uh, Saturn, yeah, Saturn the Saturn edition has a robust virtual life component. So if you run around on the ground as the like two dimensional people, you can rescue these little creatures, and then you can raise them and breed them, and they change the levels, and they change the music. Mm. And as a kid, I played that so much. Like, I would clock in every day, because it had an internal clock, and that's how it was registering all this shit. And like... I don't know, fucking take care of my little dudes. It's like Tamagotchis. <laughs> yeah, they were like, they were like proto Tamagotchis. And oh then God. like, you could like breed like this super powerful one with this super powerful one. All that shit's been lost in the um, more recent versions of the games because it was uh, pointless. Ultimately, it was pointless. <laughs> Isn't life pointless <laughs> at this point? Yeah. What were the things you could raise in Sonic Adventure for Dreamcast? It was a similar thing. That was based on the, the Oh, it was the stuff. same concept, yeah. Because oh, yeah. it was the same developer, yeah, I guess, yeah. 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 I can't remember what those things were called. They weren't the choo-choos, right? It wasn't that. I don't know. I, I don't pay attention thing. to Sonic Cannon like you. The fuck were those things called? I don't know. Um, but I, I like this detail. Uh, so the idea for Christmas Nights occurred after Yuji Kata took a trip to America and saw Christmas lemmings in a store. Being a lemmings fan himself, he struck upon the idea to do the same. It's just like such a direct like, hey, someone did a Christmas game. Let's do a Christmas game. Like just like completely just taking that idea. I like that. Why not? What's, Why not? What's weird is that, that the Christmas version is is inspired by that, but did you read what, how the original version is inspired? No. So uh, they were inspired by going to Cirque du Soleil's Mystère. It's so Cirque du Soleil I mean, that that's I funny see to it. say. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, uh, and so after that, they were like, oh, we should make a, a game about dreams, and they spent a year or whatever researching REM sleep and Carl Jung. Jung? Wow. Wow. And Sigmund Freud. Uh, and all of those oh, things. That explains all the dicks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but 
the but Christmas Nights itself is just it's got one music track, mm-hmm. which is Jingle Bells, which is a great song. <laughs> <laughs> I but love then Jingle sometimes Bells. don't you, like I ended up uh, getting like these little. Uh, Santa dressed up little elf things that follow you around in like a bonus and then there was like a different song it was like Silent Night or something I don't know like whatever there was another song but the regular one was just Jingle Bells wait uh, really there, there's Joy to yeah. the World on the title screen that's the only other song I know I when know I picked it. up some of those little uh, dudes. flying dudes mm. little flying dudes yeah they're, they, I, it plays a different Christmas song while they're around and then wow. it goes away I, I used to literally I would play Christmas nights I would eat Captain Crunch Christmas Crunch mm-hmm. and in eggnog and that would be my Christmas morning to that's r- over the top that was like I would you know Christmas as much yeah, as possible that's wild yeah I would love it if that the other song that it played was uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. <laughs> a MIDI version of that. I would not have finished this game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I do like, we should talk about the the storybooks Christmas sequence that you get, the intro cinematic that's kind of got this 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 uh, this VO. I've, um, yeah, I've, go on. I've got a clip from that all ready to go. Oh, great. Uh, which is that the game starts with a, a voiceover telling you, you know, what... A lot. A lot. Uh, but the voice itself is a little... Um, it sounds like somebody who's has done like a hundred takes and they're really angry about having to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) And people are looking for presents for their loved ones. (laughs) Among them are Elliot and Claris. This is, like this is the receptionist yeah. at Sega Studios, right? I rushed. They, my favorite line is coming up. That gentleman, that lady, that old man. Why do they have to walk that fast? <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like she's going to start laughing. Yeah, that, that line to me means a hundred takes. Why do they have to walk that fast? They feel something important is missing. So the story of Knights is that a Christmas tree in the center of town is missing a star. And so Elliot and Claris have to go back into their dreams to rescue a star using the help of the nightmare creature, Knights, uh, until they can save Christmas, right? Yes. Okay, so that's been the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for having me, guys. You're looking for me for confirmation. <laughs> I was, I was, I was fixated on Wikipedia because I was. Uh, they were the the Chows, of course, like Chaos C H A O, the characters you raise in Sonic Adventure. Wait, but weren't what were they in Knights? Weren't they were they Nightmarin or were they were they also? Cows. They have names, but because I unlocked that gallery like right Uh, at the end, that uh, was the second set of question marks after (laughs) I beat everything. Um, I am just so proud of myself. (laughs) I didn't use a cheat code. But Um, you're going to be looking at that gallery for years. Yeah. Forever. And well, and there's like some I haven't Mm. captured, like, Mm, or whatever. I'm just like, oh, mm -mm, nope, nope, never again. I have the names of the major enemies. Uh, from the book, uh, from the guidebook. What do you call the pack in instructions? Instruction manual? From the instruction the manual. manual. Yeah. Here are the major villains of knights. What a weird, it just doesn't, ex- uh, like, thing that used to be such a thing you did before you played a game. Just read through that manual, man. That's, that's why you're so lost initially. I, I similar similar experience. I had to watch, like, a how to play thing on, I, on yeah, knights. Yeah, I did too, yeah. But, like, you're just, like, you, back in the day, you would, like, read a manual before you played. Um, and just, like, we don't have that experience anymore. Sorry, go ahead, Heather. Here are the, uh, the... Monsters from Knights. Hollow, Mamu, Circle, 
Sleep. <laughs> sleep. Sleep. <laughs> Cuddle, veril, gowl, snip, and then party and crew pole. <laughs> wow. Those are the, here they are, guys. That's the. I wish I had that list when I was naming my my son. <laughs> Would you name your son Krupal? <laughs> this is so good. Jesus Christ. Strong name. <laughs> I also like that in the official guidebook, the uh, the art that has been assembled to show you the creatures has uh, cut off. Like it had, well, how would I say this? As if you draw a box around something and you cut it from one piece of art and drop it and drag and drop it into oh, another piece it. of art. Yeah. Yeah. That there are pieces of the creatures missing because you can oh, see wow. the outline in the official original instruction booklet of the drag and drop of the art. Uh, how awesome would it be if, like, you just affixed a man to all of these and this was, like, the roster of villains in a Mega Man game? <laughs> yes. Party man. <laughs> Cuddle man. Sleep man. Sleep man. This game was critically praised. When really? It came out. Really? I just, I, I, well, it's, I mean, I guess I'm just, you know, it's like it's been so long since the days of yore where we played games that looked like this and played like this. But the controls on this were just so brutal. Like, you do one of the spin dashes and you're just completely out of control. Like, right. you can't control yourself. That uh, Twin Seeds level, the, the last one that you have to play to unlock the Christmas dreams stuff is like, <laughs> there's balloons everywhere. And if you accidentally touch one, oh boy, you're just off into the stratosphere and you're never coming back. Like, and you have to, you, you don't get extra time. Right. So it's like, you have to just get through the whole level perfectly without messing up. And then even then, like you'll, you sometimes you just won't make it. The ticking clock is unrelenting. That is the one element of the gameplay that Brutal. is not really aged well. It's like, you just, you just have a very firm time limit that you can run out of surprisingly. It's a fast. very unforgiving game. Unforgiving, like, that's, yes. That's yeah. a good. I mean, and the thing is, is I know older games like that are unforgiving. Shit, one of my favorite games of all time is the original Ghosts and Goblins on NES. Like, I, I love that game, but it is so unforgiving. And you know, that was like a, a rage controller game. But the thing is, is like, yeah, maybe it's just because I'm older now and just have yeah. a lot less patience. Like, right. I just was like, I cannot, I can't with this game. Like, I, and then it became a battle of wills between me and the game. Like, I was like, no, I am going to make this happen. Like, I am going to beat this. Like, I am i can't go in there defeated. Like, I'm going to do it. And so that was, that was my motivation to do it. It's weird that you guys are trash-talking the essentially my nanny. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Like, it's a, she was brutal. Nice. She's really, she, you know, she demands a lot, but we spent a lot of time together and eventually I became extremely good at nights. So it's also very foreign <laughs> to me to hear that the game is difficult, not to be like, oh, I'm awesome at this. It's just, I have it memorized. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, like, I'm yeah. like, oh, he's fucking loop to loop here. And you'd like, I also have the controller that they designed for the game. For the game, right. So it so, makes sense. So all of, so it was, it's an easy experience for me. I don't know if I've I, ever I felt seen... that way about Cuphead. Like I memorized oh, everything yeah. just oh. to the, to, I mean, to the tick. Now, I, like my one small quibble with that game is that there's an element of randomness that makes even a perfect playthrough of any boss level. Like it can ruin it, which I think is 
sort of counterintuitive to the whole like point of those games, which is memorize everything sure. and the patterns and stuff, which I love. I love that stuff. And so I was really surprised that I did not take to this <laughs> as well as I thought I could have. Maybe I think a part of it is because so if you haven't played this game for anybody listening, like it's your each level is sort of this like giant arena where you're on rails, but then it it turns in three dimensions. So yeah. it's like you can make lefts and rights like the game will turn you on rails and then you're on a new 2D plane and you can actually see those behind you or in front of you as you're kind of looping yes. through the level. And that can be really confusing. Also disorienting. The, it's it, it, the your sense of place is right. like very messed up. Like when you're real, especially when you're just starting out, I was like, I literally have no idea what's happening. It's, right it's now. like a top inside of a top inside of a sphere. Yeah. So, so like if you're on the first layer of the top on the outside rim of the top, you're flying along that outside layer and then you can switch to a farther orbit Inner layer, uh, outer uh, layer. Or, yeah. You can switch between those layers on a sphere inside of a top, inside of a top. It's like riding Space Mountain. Yeah. That's like the best way I can describe it. It's like yeah. being on Space Mountain. It's like you're in this enclosed right. arena and you're kind of going around in circles because you there. it's a small level, but you have to kind of go through all these sections to finish each checkpoint and you can see those sections even though you can't access them and that can be annoying right. sometimes. It's like planes in a diorama almost. Yeah. yeah also, yeah. but a, 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 a spherical <laughs> diorama that is moving simul. Also, the distance between you and your next obstacle is not great. No, no. Like if the, if the camera just been zoomed out, like just barely. Yeah. Like it just you know like uh, maybe it's like ten yards. That would have been so much better. Like to be able to just see and anticipate because there's no anticipation in the game. What's crazy about this also is that the original version of like Knights as it was being developed, was initially a fully 3D game where you could go in and out of every direction. Oh, no. And they were like, well, this is too difficult to play. Yes. <laughs> yes. They locked it to a smart a 2D track. Uh, yeah. Um, but... I love, I just love that. Uh, I will say specifically regarding the art in, uh, just aesthetically in the Christmas Knight's uh, iteration. Yes. Like, it just is so cool. Like, they just go all out. It's like yeah. as Christmassy as you could possibly be in every aspect. I love that there's a new uh, intro and, and outro cutscene designed just for this, like, the glorified demo. Yeah. It was I a, think it's yeah. fucking great. It was a, pa like, when I pulled it out of the magazine and dropped it into my, and, and it played a game, because mo most of the demos back then were just videos. Like, right. you'd get a demo you disc on, it. like, the official PlayStation mm -hmm. magazine, yes. and it was just, like, videos of Tomb Raider. Yeah. Uh, whereas this was, like, a full game that just came in the mail. It w that was the craziest thing. It was great. Yeah. And it was really well, so I played the, um, the H, the, not HD, but I played the re, the remaster, mm -hmm. and um, and for, I tried to play the classic one, and I was like, no. So <laughs> <laughs> I am like, I can't play this because I have to get through it for it. There's, I have a deadline, so I um, <laughs> was like, nope. Uh, so I played the remaster, and it was really cool. Like some of the levels are really well designed and fun, but I, I agree with you that Nick that the um, the Christmas one, especially Christmas dreams, like awesome in the way of what they did and the fact that it was an add-on like to learn that they just like 
oh, here's this like extra CD. It's like they really worked hard on yeah. it. Yeah, it was really hard on it. It was many months of development. It was, uh, it was, it, I think it was three or four months of development yeah. for a, a giveaway game. They put nearly as much work into the development of this game as Ashley did to unlock it. So true. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> so close. I feel like we owe you $1,500. <laughs> oh my God. I just like, am I, I'm like, I just, I wish, I wish my husband was here just to tell you guys how intense I got about this game over wow. the last like few days. Like, I mean, it was crazy. My guess, I mean, from what you've told us, I have a pretty good idea of what you've done to yourself. <laughs> just, yeah, the first night was just me trying to figure it out and getting mad. And then finally I was like, okay, I'm, I'm caving. I'm going to the internet. Like I have to figure this out because I'm just getting D's and I don't know why. And I don't understand the cons. Why am I falling to the ground? Why are the orbs going around? What am I supposed to even be doing? Cause they don't really make it clear that you're right. supposed yeah. to like deposit 20 orbs inside the little like alien thing. It's very, uh, they really just leave to your own devices. I wish In game, could, there's no explanation none, of the objectives. Zero. No, I, I wish we could split screen between your experience of the last week and my You're experience. You're just having this enjoyable, like, <laughs> wonderful Christmas time, I, a Paul I, McCartney I, song in human form. I drag, I drag my Saturn out of the garage. I uh, dust it off and cried. clean it. Cry when the music starts playing and I'm like, oh, it's my old friend nights <laughs> like pull out the the controller from the box and i'm like wow this is so weird and cool and we'd like cross cut to you being like fuck <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> <laughs> it you're gonna um, wake the kid fuck you <laughs> i just i yeah i really went through it i really went through it this week you guys i scheduled an extra therapy appointment next week wow. just for this uh so you had you had the analog controller at the time because the saturn analog yeah. controller it is like a big it, like just it's it, a it crazy circle. thing yeah, so yeah. it looks like so if you the dreamcast controller is so clearly evolved from this which was at the time the very first analog this controller. very cutting edge unless unless the n6401 came out first but it like this That's was still. great like and also as a kid i I didn't understand what analog was and yes. i was like why is the controller loose why would anybody <laughs> yeah, want a why does loose the stick controller move? Yeah, analog yeah. to me because i just knew analog versus digital so i was like wait why are we go why are we going backwards uh -huh, analog uh -huh. is worse than digital i like it didn't until i played mario 64 i didn't really understand yeah its purpose but but yeah they designed this controller for it at one point the controller, when they were going through their prototypes, there's apparently a knight's doll that you could have held to like do analog motion on. I Weird. would have given a foot to have played it that way. <laughs> <laughs> that seems awesome. Just flying it in the air, like just that would be so cool. They should remake it for Switch and do a knight's controller. Made yeah. out of the doll. There was a Wii version, but that there was a Wii like sequel, right? Yeah, it was a sequel, and you used the motion control, so you would draw on. Uh, the screen. See okay. that? That's cool. Like I, I feel like that would be really fun. Yeah. Did you play it? No. I I I bought it, and yeah. then it was too much. Uh, like it was too different, and I oh, got, got upset it. because they put voiceover. Uh, this game, doesn't seem like a game that needs nor <laughs> does not need voiceover right. at all. They they gave Knights a voice. Oh, and that, it was yeah. really upsetting oh, okay. to me because you look at Mario and he's he like when you grow up with Mario, you're like, oh, that guy kind of sounds like hi, yahoo, yeah, that's great. Right, but they gave like Knights a British woman's voice. Oh, that's weird. And 
That is weird. That was not what I had imagined. Yeah, that's a strong choice. That's like if you gave strong choice. If you gave Link a British woman's voice, (laughs) all of a sudden he sounds like Tilda Swinton. What the fuck is going on? She's very versatile. table and give a score to this game, uh, like a classic one out of ten score, and say something that we liked about Christmas Nights or Nights into Dreams. Uh, and we'll start with you, Nick. Oh, I get a start still? <laughs> How exciting. <laughs> I thought we were going to mix up the order again. It was going to be you, then Matt, then Ashley, then Skip me. <laughs> My positive thing First off, I, I I think Christmas Nights is great. I love that it exists. I love I I, I enjoyed my time with it, even though there is a, a, a definitely a learning curve. Uh, and also, I use a cheat code to unlock everything. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but I was although I played some of the game. I played I you know I got into the game a little Man, bit. but I, I just got screwed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the the end credit song that they play after you finish Christmas Nights is fucking. Awesome. It's by SST Band, uh, which was Sega's in-house band. Uh, can we play a little of this? Nick is feeling the shit out of this right now. In a dream I could see You are not far away Any time, any place I can see your face Fuck, it's so good! It's so good! It's so good. <laughs> Bring back Glee so we can do this song! Now... By the time I heard this yes. as a kid, I'd already heard the original version of the end credits theme so many oh, times. Oh, wow. So this was a real special treat. That must have really hit you. It was I was like, gift. oh my God. If you want to skip to like, I don't know, 30 seconds into the original version, sure. which has a, a decidedly different feel. This is what plays at the end of nights if you beat the regular game. It's more like... Welcome to the Weather Channel. Right. <laughs> Your temperatures today, 72. 30% chance of rain. It's going to be a beautiful day in San Diego. <laughs> Still great. Still this great. Is a, this this fucking slaps you yeah. guys. <laughs> but this is more like kids programming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Waiting for... Put this in my Walkman right now. <laughs> I, I won't lie that I've had the night songs stuck in my head for, for since 1995. Wow. And like, that's why you write for the Twilight Zone. <laughs> sometimes it'll just, like, I'll just remember one of the songs from this game because it, there weren't a lot of great games for Saturn. Sure. Um, but yeah, 
What was what segment are we in? Because we were, we're really doing a review. Nice. I was just listening. To yeah, I mean, we were just enjoying review. this music, it's loving this music. Yeah. I I love it. Uh, I also love that when you uh, you finish the game, it says "Merry Christmas." Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no war on Christmas yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's 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 great. It's charming. It's delightful, and it's it's fun to play. And um and uh, this is fucking great. Ten point I love it. Wow. Yeah. All right. Okay. Who goes now? I think I. Go, okay, and then Matt, and then Ashley. We're doing this anyway. Um, <laughs> this game means a lot to me. I can't di- divorce it from uh, from its context in my life, uh, nor how much the system meant to me. Uh, I know that it was extremely expensive for my parents to get it. Uh, like it was, it like this was a this is a major milestone as nights, uh, and. I also have a, were, they, were they like this is more expensive than the surgery. <laughs> <laughs> also, my surgery was just spend a week in that dumpster. <laughs> uh, but the um, so it it me but but also at the time I I did have like a defensiveness because Mario sixty four comes out almost immediately after or or right before I'm right. not sure what the timeline was and I knew it was a better game I knew Mario was a better game but I was constantly like no Knights is better Knights is so much cooler it's so crazy like I like Knights more than Mario sixty four man indie you were an indie gamer before there was indie indie gaming I love it Saturn Sega was a big company it's a bit anyway <laughs> uh, so I I can't give this game anything less than a ten uh, my favorite things about it are almost all of it uh, except. The colors, which are awful. <laughs> colors in this game are ugly. They're all high contrast colors. It is the circus. It's you know? a, I hate the circus. Thankfully, the music has nothing to do with the circus. Like, it's just good Sega music. Uh, this game is a 10. Wow. Wow. You gave it a 10. Why did you? <laughs> I just say, say wow to things. That's my thing. <laughs> it's like uh, uh, Matt's hello, everyone. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, for th- this game... I didn't. I didn't get to play the, the 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 original. So I only my only experience is with Christmas nights, and I've never been more delighted and confused at the same time. <laughs> I was like, "This is great! I'm having so much fun. I don't know what's happening, and I don't know what I'm doing, but I think some s- things are happening." Uh, I love Christmas. I, I admit, I love Jingle Bells. Is a good. It's a fucking song. great song. Uh, so I think. I, I mean, I had fun. I, I I I would like to see what the non-Christmas version of this, but I would probably want it to be Christmas only. Ten. Wow. Wow. Uh, Ashley, I'm really feeling turn. a lot of pressure right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> ten, ten, any, ten. Don't feel any pressure. The no stakes pressure. are non-existent. Uh, yeah, okay, so a, nobody I, listens to the show. <laughs> I listen to this show. Uh, I am the only person at this table who played the entire game for the last like week. <laughs> and therefore, I feel I am a Knights expert now. Uh, I'm up there with with Heather. I I don't have it memorized though. So, um I so at first I was frustrated and I I I would say I really went through um the stages of grief while playing this game. There was definitely a lot of anger. There was a lot of bargaining. There was a lot of, I mean, there was a lot of it. Denial. I was, there was, there was truly stages that I had different scores of the game. But, but I will say, I really enjoyed the Christmas night section of the game. And if we are, if we are scoring 
this game based only on Christmas nights and not the experience I had prior to unlocking <laughs> Christmas nights. Cheat codes be damned. <laughs> <laughs> I I would give it a good solid uh, eight and a half, nine. Wow, hey! very good score. I had a great time. It was like Christmas nights. I gotta say, I I was so <laughs> pissed by the time I unlocked Christmas nights that I'm like, there's no way I could possibly enjoy this. And I found myself being won over by that damn Jingle Bell song. Like wow. it's, it's really, it's just really charming. It's charming AF. Do Absolutely. we have do we have any samples of the Christmas nights Christmas song? I think the whole soundtrack was in the uh, yeah, YouTube I playlist. Did, There's a close. whole YouTube playlist of the Christmas nights soundtrack that this, you can go find. This was a time in my life where I was also uh, importing anime soundtracks oh, on, yeah. on CD. I love that you call it a time in your life as if you don't do it today. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, but uh, I got this. Uh, the soundtrack to Christmas nights was playing a lot. Right around the time that I got the Sailor Moon Christmas album. Oh, which is that's that's it's a the best banger. possible Christmas album. I, I I beg you, go out, find it, put it on and 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 promise yourself you won't turn it off until the end of the album. <laughs> All right, let's hear some Christmas nights. It's oh, yeah. such it's, high fucking yeah. fidelity. Just, yeah, it sounds this sounds amazing. You're flying through, imagine you're flying through the sky, you're collecting Christmas bells, you're getting ornaments for the tree. I mean, it's a really fucking good song. Sega really has great music. This is a good version of Jingle Bells. I can't deny that. Yeah, it's this good. Rules. It's the best version of Jingle it's Bells I've ever heard. It's great. Uh... But you know what? Like less is it too good for this? Is it too good? <laughs> it might be too good. Uh, so what was our? So we had eight point five, ten, ten, ten out of yeah. a, out of a million. You know, I'm gonna bump my score up to a nine just wow. because you had such a nice experience that you're rubbing all your enthusiasm oh. and your memories are rubbing off on me now. Oh, there you Let's go. Let's just bump wow. it a half point because your parents are so fucking cool. And <laughs> they they were really, they were really good. I, they don't listen to the podcast, but they were. That was really nice of them. Uh, I'll offset it by taking my down to a nine point five. But you know, those are our thoughts. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong. Uh, we have some reviews here from the internet uh, uh, or uh, uh, elsewhere. I've got a couple from the, the Steam store. I'll read this one Great. first. Uh, this is from uh, Grand Rojo. I found Knights to be an abomination at the time, and I came here to say as much. This isn't even a port of the best version, so there's that. Have fun doing loop-de-loops with your terrible game. <laughs> that guy waited 25 years yeah. to write that review on Steam. He posted that in 2012. <laughs> wow. I have, a, I have a review from uh, 2009, One Star, Nights into Dreams. This is the review. This is what is written on the review, I believe on Metacritic. Uh Kind of boring, 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 kind of boring. That's the entire review, July 9th, 2009. Fun fact. Yeah. That's the lady who did the voiceover in the Christmas. This one I like. This is the the other one I have, also from the Steam store. This is by Willie. It's on Steam store and on Steam, it says your playtime. And this guy's playtime was 0.3 hours. (laughs) And his full review is 
No. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that was also my review at point three hours yeah. and playing the game, so I can't blame him. Uh, I've you got, just got to push through that. <laughs> I've got one from the ugly Casanova. Two. The score is two. The review is from 2017. Well, I just got this for free, and after 20 minutes, I deleted it. Confusing and boring. No wonder they're pawning it off to free to 360 people. I was never a huge Sonic fan. And I know this is supposed to be like 3D Sonic, but it's just bad. We didn't talk about how Sonic is unlockable in Christmas night. Yeah, Sonic's unlockable. It's it's he uh like like he doesn't control though like Knights does. No, he so he's a fast version of Claris or Elliot mm-hmm. on the ground, mm. uh, and it was awful to control him. Yes, uh, and he can like jump, but right. he he can't fly. The no, game he, was not ready for anything faster than what they offered you flying. <laughs> I, I, I could barely uh, do anything like with that, so I can't imagine what it would be like playing a Sonic. It's clear that also the the Saturn Sonic was rumored and rumored, and you'd see like a screenshot here or there, and they were clearly trying to crack how to do Sonic in 3D before the Dreamcast. They never released a Sonic game for the Saturn. So it just skipped the generation. But you could see that also at some point somebody looked at this engine and was like, could, they, could this, could this fucking yeah, be yeah. Sonic? Could right. this be it? And then they put him in the game and they're like, oh, this is awful. <laughs> I don't know, release, put the, just make that an unlockable. I asked people on Twitter, on my, on my Twitter account, if they had seen it oh, wow. or had played it. And I did get I, I got some I got some friends to write back and they uh, everybody loved it. Wow. Like I couldn't. I, and that was in the middle of my frustrations with it. <laughs> and I just could not believe I was blown away and furious at how many people loved it. Like this person's a Brit Britain Peel says I didn't have a Saturn of my own as a kid, but I subscribed to the Sonic the Hedgehog comics, which led me getting way into the Knights comic miniseries which made me a fanboy for a game I couldn't own. <laughs> but I thought Christmas Night sounded like the coolest thing ever. Wow. And then Ben Kuchera um, over at Polygon says, I still have the pillowcase they gave out when my mother went to pick up the original game from Best Buy, and this just felt like such a bonus. Like appointment TV for games, even though it was disc-based, it felt like the future. And I'm like, a pillowcase? <laughs> and he said, yeah, and I still have it. And I was, I can't, a pillowcase. I mean, it's really good marketing, but well, also a pillowcase? Because you you going to sleep. You sleep. You sleep with nights. You got to put your, you get into the dreams if you have a pillowcase with nights on it. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. I like, have, oh, we're going to give that away at Best Buy. Like, if you come get the game, we give you a free <laughs> pillowcase with the game. So it's really so you yeah. can suffocate yourself once <laughs> you play the first couple levels if you'd like to choose the easy way out. I have a free a, pillowcase. I have a review that sounds like you wrote it, even though you didn't. Uh, this is by Rob uh, Lefebvre. Uh, it's just Nights in a Dreams HD is too brutally difficult to overcome nostalgia. And like one of my pull quotes from this review is, I have to be honest and say I sincerely dislike this game. I never played the original. I have no memories of its potential greatness. I loathe even thinking about Nights in a Dreams. Relish the thought of never having to touch it again. The colors, the music, the game mechanics, <laughs> and the bad camera control all conspire to make a newer school player like myself positively angry at having to attempt the precise completion needed to reach the final levels. This man did not get a C in every level. Yeah. No, and I, no. 
I think we should celebrate the fact that you did. I did. You know, some <laughs> levels I got, uh, some levels I got Bs. Wow. And, and there was one level I even got an A in. So I, wow. by the end, I was like, really, I was into it. So I, he hated it more than I did, for sure. <laughs> and I don't know if that's Stockholm Syndrome or if it's actual, like I enjoyed myself at, so, at a certain point. Like I said, there was, it was the five, I had the five stages of grief. And at one point I just accepted this was my fate. And I was just going to try to enjoy the ride while I, well, the loop to loops while I could. Great. Uh, hey, Matt, it's time for the question block. Oh, all right. This one is from, I don't know what, what that was. Um, <laughs> oh, what's Christmas time? Oh, 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 there you go. Uh, You're getting into the season. Here's some questions from uh, people online uh, who we asked if they had any thoughts about. There was a, this was a popular question. Like a lot of people asked this type of question. This was from at old beekeeper 78. One of my favorite childhood memories was getting a Sega Saturn with dragon force for Christmas. Are there any video game related holiday gifts you guys got? That's you still cherish to this day. Ooh, boy. You know, I do have a very strong memory of getting Tetris for NES on Christmas and just like immediately playing the shit out of it and loving it. And then that being like a thing that occupied most of my Christmas break, even though like I'm not like uh, uh, I mean, I Tetris is a perfect game, and mm-hmm. I'm, but it, it's not it's not like that was like, oh, now I play puzzle games only. That's my only thing. But it just like that hit me at like the perfect time. And it was uh, and it was a game I craved and coveted and it fucking delivered. Um, also, Super Mario. Mario Kart, similar thing. I got Super Mario Kart on Christmas and just played the shit out of it and fucking loved it. I remember getting uh, out of this world for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is another mom and dad story. And uh, we'd, we'd been in a mall. My dad was getting something. There was a video game store. They were showing the demo of Out of This World, and it didn't seem like it was possible that it would play on a Super Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I got the Genesis version. I don't remember. And, uh, and, so so when that when it came on Christmas, my parents had seen it and they were like, let's see how this plays. And they sat behind me while I played the game through New Year's. Wow. And they were like, have you tried this? Have you tried that? They were real supportive about video games. That's cool. Yeah, it was That's really cool. nice. That's awesome. I remember watching my mom play Castlevania 2. Simon's Quest, and I just thought she was, like, the biggest genius for finding the Invisible Mansion and, like, figuring mm. out the garlic and the boatman and right. like, all that stuff. Man, I just thought she was, like, the smartest person on Earth because she was, like, the person who played all of the NES games with me. I watched her play it. It was really cool. Uh, I, I got to give full credit to my brother because his birthday is December 19th. Whoa. So he would, him and I basically had a, had a, a, a secret video gaming console pact where there was a new console that would come out and we would conspire to tell our parents for Chad's birthday and Christmas for both of us, we want that console. Mm-hmm. And so we, we leverage the Good power fucking, of an extra birthday. That's great. So every time, this is why we had all the consoles. Oh, that's so that's we just le- leverage the power of my brother's, uh, you know, most people hate having a birthday so close to Christmas. My brother's like, just roll it into Christmas. Uh. Give me the biggest gift you can get me. I want, we want this. So the one I remember the most, I think was the PlayStation. Cause we were just so like, we couldn't believe all oh, the graphics. Like, wow. I remember playing Crash Bandicoot for just days and days and days yeah. and days and days after we got it on Christmas. And um, and it was just so exciting for us to have a PlayStation. Um, so, yeah, that was the, that was a big one for for us. But uh, but yeah, like almost every Christmas there was a new console. We we got it because because of my because my cool brother and his willingness to uh, to gang up on my parents and ask for a, 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 a combo gift. 
if yeah, you will. fucking rules. That's awesome. <laughs> I can't imagine having that kind of relationship with my brother. <laughs> we'd we'd cooperate on wait, something. He is the best. That so, rules. You have yeah. a brother? Uh, <laughs> exactly. There's a lot you don't know about me. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's like, we are estranged. <laughs> okay, uh, this one is from at DJ Mario Hat. Love, I love that. Uh, how do you feel about game-specific controllers or other hardware? And did the Knights controller work well for other games? <sighs> uh, the Knights controller didn't work well for anything. <laughs> it barely worked well for Knights. Uh, the, the, were there any other games that had analog control in the Saturn? There were. Okay. I don't remember what they were, but like the the travel on the analog is so great. Oh wow! Like you have to put like it's just so it's. It, you, it feels more like you're controlling the nub on a sphere than mm. you are like moving around an analog stick. Okay. Uh, so it was, it was, it's not a comfortable controller to use. It wasn't great. Um, but game specific controllers, like the fucking NES power pad, like whenever I got yes. a, a, just oh, a yes. shot to, to play on that thing was incredible. The best. I, uh, I like for me, it was, I actually think it was a Sega platform, the Dreamcast that got me on board with like the more specific the controller, the better because the Samba de Amigo Maracas was so fucking bananas, just yeah. such a crazy choice, but like so fun. The and you know, yeah, the bongos. Yeah, the, and, and then the, you know, DK Conga or uh, 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 that had like, you know, uh, Donkey Konga where just like the, the bongo drums yeah that was such like a, a cool controller peripheral like I love like a, just a targeted peripheral micro targeted thing that you can use for one thing yeah. and then later and then you know 10 years later you watch people speed run dark souls with it and <laughs> yeah. feel inadequate I, I, I mean you gotta give it to the best game specific controllers yes. of all time which is Guitar Hero like, oh yeah, yeah. Guitar yeah. Hero that's like the jam so I like man I love I and I've seen people do absolutely bananas things with it on like Twitch where you're right. saying like they'll 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 uh, riff their way through Bloodborne or whatever, yeah. and it's just like that is, uh, it's so impressive. It's the peak of human excellence. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It truly is. Yeah. I mean, so at a certain point, you think the human race has peaked, and then you see that, and you're like, I was so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we have any other questions? Yeah, or? I got one oh. more from at Magstronaut on Twitter here. Uh, what are your favorite winter slash snow sections in games? What comes to mind for me is the awesome snowboarding section in and wonderful Yeti couple in Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess. Ooh, you That's know, that's a good one. I I immediately thought of the Ice World in Super Mario Brothers Three. Uh, because I just did not know such things were possible. And when I saw it, it was just such like, oh my God, it's like an ice world. And it just blew my mind in the way all, uh, many of the different worlds did in that in that game. I like that penguin world in Mario 64. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. You get to race the penguin. The, peng the penguin's like a, a fucking cheater. <laughs> that penguin is a cheater. Yeah, the one you have to race? Yeah. Penguins cheat. But uh, sorry, you were talking about the baby penguin you escort. Yeah, yeah. yeah baby penguin that you escort back to its mom and then get you could throw star. it off, yeah. the, off the ledge on accident. Yeah, um, that was made me feel awful. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing a baby penguin to its death. <laughs> a floating <laughs> island. Na narrate that, David Attenborough. <laughs> uh, I, I say Parasite Eve. Like, all games mm. take place at Christmas time. That game reminds me so much of Christmas. I Oh, yeah. I love that game so much. I had, I was like, when I was in high school, like, Aya Brea was like my. Everyone else is all about Tomb Raider, and yes. I was like, I'm I'm an Ayabrea girl. Like, yeah. I love her so much. She's got really good style. Yeah, 
She's got she's good hair. Sick. And wasn't she very like, good skin? Was she she's very smooth? Great skin. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't she like in Maxim or something? Like I think oh, so. Yeah. yeah. There was of, like the gaming gr- women of gaming yeah. spread or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That's yeah. too horny. I got too horny. Yeah. He's got too horny for a time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what else? I'll, I'll just I'll mention this. This isn't as it not, doesn't hit nostalgia in the same way. But Icewind Dale. Like I was just like the the there were two of the they made Icewind Dale. They made two RPGs um, that were kind of like built off the Baldur's Gate engine or derivative of it, and they were more hardcore. Uh, a uh, you know D and D combat games, but they just like they like just living in an ice world. Like the entire game is fucking rad. Yeah. Can I mention like, one more winter thing? Oh or please, cold, I'd love you to cold weather thing that I, that now I'm once you said ice. I like uh, World of Warcraft Wrath of the Lich King. That was oh, like my yeah. that was my raiding jam to be up in Ice Crown and like man, that was like the height of my addiction to World of Warcraft. So just reminds me of those times when I ate one cup of ramen a day and spent 16 hours a day farming for fish feasts. (laughs) Um, Ice is like cool in games except for in platforming slipping sucks. That's mm-hmm. the only yeah. thing. Like when you don't have traction when you're platforming, that's frustrating. But everything I get else mad about in a like, platformer when there's an ice level. It's yeah. like you just know it's going to be real fucking frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> just know. But uh, in a game yes. where there's no ice mechanics and there's no platforming and you slip on the ice, it's kind of cool. You're like, yeah. oh, that's nice. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like <laughs> oh, that's Dragon realistic. Quest, what a like, detail. Oh, that's nice. Hit us up with your questions at Get Played Pod on Twitter. Gets Get Played Pod. We're also on Instagram at Get Played Pod, but don't ask us questions there because nobody knows that it's happening. <laughs> you can email us too, getplayedpod at gmail.com. Oh, that's nice. You, Nick did it. <laughs> you can it. say it. No, I like that you said it. <laughs> this you're is, doing great. This is an d- enormous pressure. I can't believe you do this every you did, week. You're doing wonderful. I, I, what? want to go home. <laughs> People are going to be mad the next time I do it. That's no, what's going to happen. They won't. They will not. There's no way. All right. So that's been our show. Thank you so much, Ashley, for uh, coming uh, to How Did This Get Played? This Truly a thrill. Is there this anything you'd like to plug? Come visit me on Twitter. Uh, CNET is great. You should visit there, too, because I work there. <laughs> <laughs> Keep me employed, but also, uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Ashley Esqueda. I'm just I'm at my name, and uh, and I am generally like half uh, I'd say half troll and half I, I have a lot of fun on Twitter. Come be enthusiastic with me about stuff. She's a great Twitter presence. It's a real delight. Uh, Nick, do you have anything you'd like to plug? No, I don't want to get nothing going on. Oof. This podcast, my what? other podcast, said other podcasts <laughs> yeah it's a lot about me you don't know <laughs> it's the one with your brother yeah. <laughs> you scream at each other about your issues. <laughs> uh, dissimilar <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty accurate hey matt what's next week's game next week's game warioware inc <laughs> ho 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 Oh, 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 Santa! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Santa, are you okay? I've got a gift for you. For me? Yes, for you, Nick Weiger. Wow. Okay. I guess I'll I'll take it and open it up. What, what is? What could this possibly be? Well, there's a letter attached to it too. It says Nick, Heather, Matt. Going through old boxes at my mom's, I came across these. Super Mario Brothers 3 Happy Meal toys still in their original packaging. I thought you might appreciate. My grandfather used to attend a coffee club at his local McDonald's and would always get us new Happy Meal toys. I have about six of these and thought I would share the wealth. Keep up the great work. 
John Beanick. Wow. And look, he got one for all of us. Wow, how exciting. It's, it's a Christmas miracle. Santa, I just want to clarify. That's right. <laughs> you came to our studio to bring a gift from somebody else? That's right, I did. Uh, uh, Chris Beanick out there wanted to make sure you had a happy Christmas. And I know that you 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 have no ability to time travel, so you needed to... <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> you you enjoy your Happy Meals toys, and remember, every time you look up in the sky, that's where I'm trapped. <laughs> <laughs>